BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Misfit Toys. How are you? You're good? Well, let me start out with the most important thing in the world, and then I'll tell you... Why it's a no show show. We all love Tots Manager, Adam, Adam. We all love Tots Manager, Adam is the best. Helping Tots to go, put on New York shows. We all love Tots Manager, Adam is the best. Ba 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 ba. Hard stop. Um, like to throw the love, you know, I know he listens. I don't want him to think he has to listen every week, though. You know, I don't. I love podcasts. I don't listen to them every week, but I know the beginning is the most likely. You know, you're gonna think it's a, um, and then I'll explain what happened today's show. Then I'll explain what happened today's show. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. October of next year, we're hoping to do it, Adam. I'm telling you right now, you know, God forbid I would die before we did it. Oh, me, I don't care about. Me, I honestly don't care about. Can you imagine, though, the weight? You know, like it just never happened, and then and then I die? The weight on you, Adam? That's, I don't, oh. I would feel just so horrible. Manager, Adam, Adam. We all love Todd's manager. Adam is the best. Helping Todd to go. Put on New York shows. Ba, 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 ba. You know, it's half a labor of love getting this show to New York, but I think, well, I don't want to get too into it here. <laughs> I meant a labor of love for me. Right, hold on, I got something to talk about. And you know, what do they call that? Nepotism? I don't want you to think, what's this? Uh, I don't want you to think there's any nepotism going on. But I am going to give a shout out, and I like to do it. I, I might have mentioned Drew Michael on the show before, but I saw a few clips of his yesterday on TikTok, and I already know the guy's funny, but he's a powerhouse. And, and, he, and he's, look, he's probably been doing show 
comedy for a while. But he's still going to get better and better, and he's already fucking great. So if you love comedy, and you sometimes it can be overwhelming, uh, I'll make it easy for you. Go check out some of Drew Michaels' work, and I think you'll, uh, I think you'll be impressed. I mean, it's very, it it. I like it because it proves that comedy evolves. It proves that comedy evolves and gets better. And it's not a disrespect to all the great comedy in the past. It's like I've said it before. It's like, you know, they take all the, hopefully, wouldn't you want like comedy? They take all the great things that they learned from the era before them. And then they take it to another level of honesty and just, you know. Anyway, so Drew Michael, how do you like that? Yes, and my manager, and by the way, when I say manager, I don't mean a manager in the business. I work at a 7-Eleven on the weekends. Well, no, no, just to save money for the New York show. But my manager does manage Drew, and I love that he does. So anyway, that, that there's some, send some good love people's way, you know. Um, now, today's show. Well, I'm glad it wasn't me. We had, first of all, our jet, our guest, our, our guest. See, it fades out even on the no-show shows. Joe Quazala. He was, he was the, a perfect guest. And we had a surge and it just, everything, everything went out. So he's somebody I want to have on real quick. Seriously, he was just fun in every way. Could be silly, then at the drop of the dime, could be, you know, talk about something serious. He was fucking great. It was a lot of fun. I've said this before. I never take it for granted that you get to be in a room with somebody for two hours. And it's, sometimes it's better than, you know, like I've said, I know I've said this before, but like, People go, oh, you would think on a podcast one thing you could do is recreate what it's like when comedians hang out. I think it goes a step further. There is a commitment like, oh, well, we're sort of doing a podcast, so we have to, there's no phones, there's no nothing. So it's 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 a lot of fun. And, you know, um, so, and it was so much fucking fun. And then that happened. But, you know. A long time ago, this happened with a guest, and I forget who it was, but he goes, hey, it, it did make me feel better. He goes, we still had an amazing time. I'm like, oh, thank you. That that really did make me feel better. So, uh, you know, we'll get it. We'll, uh, we'll get him back quickly. So there you go. Joe Quizala. We're going to play that as betting music the whole show. Welcome to the show. If you hear the show on Friday, November 11th, I've got news for you. You can see Joe Quazala. It's 
Yeah, so there you go, you know. Joe Quazala. I was afraid I was going to say his name wrong. I'm very nervous, you know. Uh, so, there we go. Now, here's some other stuff that I want to talk about. Let's see, do I got it all? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, I did You Need a Ride with uh, Karen Kilgariff. I'm paranoid I'm saying her name wrong, and I know her forever. And Chris Fairbanks. And let me tell you something. It was really, really enjoyable. It was just enjoyable because I, I've known them both for a really long time. I've known Karen for even longer. And you don't, you don't, you know, you know someone real well, but you don't know their views. And it was so refreshing not to just have somebody, and, I, and I'm talking about we started, hey, we talk about it a lot. And I explain why I talk about it a lot. Let me finish a sentence here. We talked about the whole thing with comedy is not what it used to be. Now, I just don't want someone to agree with me. It's nice when people agree with you, but I think it's nice when they, and, and I don't feel like it happens that often. I feel like, you know, I, I'm being honest with you. It's not like I think, you know, but I don't, I, I hear a lot of people maybe agree with me, but not, like she was saying things that, like what I say, sell your opinion, like selling it with clarity, why comedy gets better and better. And she had some really great points. So I don't want to repeat the whole show because you, you should go listen to it. We really had a great, fun conversation. And, and uh, she just said some really smart, clean things that um, mirror some of the views that I have. And, uh, and then we were just silly and um, it was a lot of fun. And I will repeat one thing that I said on that show because it answers why I talk about this all the time. You know, for anybody that would go, okay, okay, we agree with you, but come on. I, and I always say, if you're saying, okay, okay, I agree with you, you think you're on the same page as me, but you're not because, and I'll explain, and I don't say that aggressively, but I really do. I think the people that are really on the same page is you're close, you know, but don't realize how important it is to say it over and over again. And we talked about this on the show and it was that, I mean, I heard this said by someone, uh, a, you know, I think it was Dr. Phil. I feel like I didn't want to say his name because some people that just discredits everything I'm going to say. But sometimes in there come some clean things that make sense. And he was talking to a parent and he goes, listen, it takes a lot of, there you go, you know, pat on the backs. A lot of there you go, pat on the backs of, positiveness towards your child to erase takes a lot of them to erase the moron stupid idiot lazy so when they hear that the majority of the time it takes a lot of the other thing to make them feel better and if youth was one child if all the youth today, and I say young adults, was one child, do you know how many positive things they need to hear from someone that's older than them? A lot. And it feels good to say it, but also I think it's necessary to say it because of course that makes sense. To constantly hear the majority of the world say, oh, you know, I don't even have to repeat it because we've talked about it, but what I haven't talked about is why I think it needs to be said so much with clarity. That makes sense what I'm saying. 
You need to say it over and over and over again. And if they stumble upon it, I hope it makes them breathe a little easier. That's why I say it over and over and over again. Sometimes I'll hear somebody go, oh, now people are going to get their news from TikTok. Good. You know what? I get my news from a lot of different places. One of the things I do, there are people in my life that I have watched them be socially progressive and intelligent and also know what, you know, they're just well-read. They know, you know, why to vote for this person and they'll help me out. That's not all social. Big part of... Uh, being a good, you know, to, to represent this country as a president or, you know, whoever, vice president or city council, you know, whatever, is, and making good decisions. So, hold on, I got a little lost in my thought, but what I was saying was, so I do, I go to people in the traditional news sometimes that seem to have a good track record of being right, and uh, friends in my life, there's a few that I go to, Help me out with this. Am I, you know what I mean? And they'll, they'll just tell you right away. It's funny, these people that you can rely on and they'll just cleanly explain it to you. If you're, if you're on the, you know, maybe you're in the middle, like, you know, you want to make sure you're right. You're checking in. And I do get some of that from TikTok. You know, you stumble upon somebody on TikTok and sometimes there's one woman on there, she is like, I think she's 75 or 80, and she just has some wonderful words of wisdom. But what is exciting for me when it is youth, because they're the ones getting dumped on a lot, and when they brilliantly say, you know, something, and with enthusiasm, I... I I get my news, I, learn, I trust that person. You know, sometimes it was like, wow, that, that was smart. I heard it. I played it on the podcast. And then a month later, something else comes up in front of me. Sometimes I don't even follow them right away. Then the second time I will. Second thing, I'll be like, shit, this, this fucker's smart. And, and I trust them. I, they, they say it sounds clean. It makes sense. And a lot of times it matches up with some of the other people. But sometimes they say it a little cleaner. I know I went a little long with that, but uh, when I heard this the other day, um, who is this? Chris, M-O-W-R-E-Y. Hold on. From last night, the number one thing trending on Twitter, Gen Z. Guess who showed up to save democracy? 70% of us who voted, voted for Democrats. There was no red wave. You know why? Because of people like me. And guess what? This generation is fucking fed up. And better yet, 50% of us can't even fucking vote yet. And we vote for Democrats. So I promise you, get excited the next four, eight, ten years. It's going to be a progressive wave because of people like us. Let's fucking go. I've been saying this. I wasn't lying to you. I wasn't. How can you not love that? Right? How can you not love that? The excitement. Listen to uh, the show because I talked about uh, the uh, Do You Need a Ride? I hope I'm saying it right with Karen and Chris because we really had a great conversation and a little cleaner than I normally have it. A little cleaner than I normally have it. So there you go. What was this other thing I heard I really liked? I want to play this too and talk about this and then hold on. Hold on. Don't go nowhere. What's this? 
Let me see what this is. At 18, they can't even, they, they need a safe space. Oh, fuck off. Your generation and your Pat Pap's generation were so fucking fragile, you literally had to write it into law that you didn't have to share water fountains with black and brown people. You created the whole fucking world to be your special safe place. Because you couldn't deal with the reality that people that didn't look like you existed. Pardon me if my generation needs a safe space to stop and take a quick breath before we go back to battling the literal blaze that is the dumpster fire your generation lit. Get the fuck over yourself. I mean, hold on, let me let me say who that is. That it's so just clean and true to me. I I said to them when we were talking on their show about I'm tired of acting like it's just my opinion. Yes, I have things that I know my, are my opinion. I don't try to throw them in facts. But some of these things are just facts. And what she just said was just clean and clear. That, like, just shut the fuck up. Seriously. You would think they'd be yelling and screaming to help them. But they're, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Most of them just go, I don't even, if you help, that would be great. But if you just shut the fuck up. Shut up. That, yeah, that anger is real because it's like, you know what it is? It's not that I disagree. It's, it's that it's so true that young adults today or anybody fighting the fight, I would be on this side of young adults, of course, so it includes me. I would just feel better if you'd shut up. It's not like I'd be like, well, they shut up, but can't they help us? No, just shut up. It's not, you're not making sense. You look, you know, people, people all love to comment on, you know, People that don't like, you know, people that don't like Trump, they which they think he's losing it. They go, look at that guy. And then people that don't like Biden, you know, say they looks like he's losing it. But what about yourself? What about yourself losing it in the sense of doing these things like, oh, the kids today and the comedy is not what it used to be. And just if you this is why I keep bringing it up. Because because I, I, if I could say one thing on a public address system it would be stop fighting what's on the plate with everyone. If I could just get every single person to go, let's just talk like I, you know, talk about the trajectory of kids being right. Look at that. I don't need to discuss. If I can get everyone just to do that, that's the fight you want to make. That's how detectives put criminals away. Looking below, what's the common denominator here? You don't need to talk about any social issues that are on the plate today. You don't need to mention them to have the conversation about it. You know, we said it before. The kids today, look at the history of them. And if it gets in the way of what you believe, well, get out of your own goddamn way. That's not how a rational person works to ignore the trajectory of the, the years and years and years of kids being on the right side of everything because they've had more knowledge. It's not a jab at you. And because that doesn't line up, you may pretend that it doesn't make sense or push it under the carpet or no, you have to soak in that and go back and have an honest look. And then if you're able to do that, even if it disagrees with everything you believe, you should be able to go, okay, he is right. So how about at least you give young adults or the new way a good listen, unless you just don't give a fuck. And then admit that. Stop fighting it like you're... Anyway. Other than that, I feel great. Her name was... C-H-O... 
uh, C H A O S A N D H O P E on TikTok. So I, I don't. I want to. I just want to spell it again because if I, I don't want to try to say it, I'll sound like, you know, C H A O S A N D H O P E on TikTok. And when she was like, "Just shut the fuck up," I just got me. I was like, "Yes," you know. So I, uh, now that we have a no show show, here's another thing. Oh God, I'm glad I found it. Um, this is deep fried. Deep Fat Fried on TikTok. Deep Fat Fried on TikTok. Um, this will remind me of something I wanted to talk about. You have every right to be one of these people that just refuses. Okay, and he is talking about... Um, I think he's talking about... Uh, oh, you'll figure it out. I think he says his name. But these people that... Uh, you know, Hold on, here we go. You have every right to be one of these people that just refuses to call people by their preferred pronouns because of some, I don't know what, some kind of fucking stand. They claim it's about speech. It's not about speech. It's about being trans. They don't oh, like you know trans people. Oh, you know what they would say? We know what the conservative line is. You're not allowed to be <laughs> transphobic anymore. God, what a, what a shame it is. It's like, right. You are allowed to be transphobic. You are, though. But yeah, you're, not, you're not exempt from the fucking social consequences of being a transphobe at a time where that's right. not the way that fucking, especially in this country, the social barometer's not moving that way. So you, you, nobody is stopping you. You continuously on this channel, and every time you go on a fucking news show, make anti-trans comments. Nobody is arresting you. Nobody is stopping you. Yeah. But you're not guaranteed every fucking platform for it. You're not guaranteed immunity from the social consequences okay. of having a shitty, di divisive, destructive, mean-spirited opinion. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love that is because he spends a lot of energy on not even arguing, trying to argue biologically. or this, And we have to do that, too. We have to explain things and how, oh, this existed in the 1800s. But he's just saying, we're just talking about the clean. You're allowed to say whatever you want. Now, look, I get it. If you don't do talk about this with an iron, ironclad cleanness, some people might go, well, that's not true. They got fired from, well, that's if you work for a corporation. But let's face it, there are limitations on that, but you can say a lot today, okay? And that's what he's saying. And I think if anybody, not all comedians, not all comedians, I think they silence more people than anybody or try to. You know, I I don't want to, I, I really, I always think this, I, you know, and, and Ricky Gervais is doing this a lot lately. And it's like this, I'll, I'll give you an example. And instead of tricking him into this, but you know, if I was, could, did an interview with Ricky Gervais, I, and I, I, I really think I could trick him into this. And it's by, it, I don't know if you want to call it tricking. It's asking questions in a way that they don't know where you're going because then they're going to not want to say the truth. And it's, it's a very, when done brilliantly, it can really work. And, and so, so I'll just hit it honestly. If I was in a room with Ricky Gervais and I said something like, by the way, I do agree with Ricky Gervais on his, um, the, the whole God thing. I do agree. Whether he says it perfectly um, all the time, well, that's that's for whoever to decide. But uh, but I'm with him on this, and it's very clear that I need to point that out. And my guess is he talks about it not because he doesn't think other people can, you know, I, I would imagine he would go, yeah, people still want to believe in religion. I, I don't know if it should be outlawed, but they can go believe in it. But he thinks it's bad for society, which I would agree, and he talks about it. But overwhelmingly, I think he would say, Okay, I hope I'm right on that, but, you know, 
but I think, yeah, he would go, yeah, yeah, if anybody wants to believe in it, they can go believe in it. There might be a small slice of people that don't believe in God and think it should be outlawed. I don't know. But like we, we, that would be wasteful to spend energy in that. And the same way that people that argue with what you say, could you find people that think that argue with what you say about whatever it is? And in, in, now we're moving on, not the religious thing. But could could it work the, the same way for these people that come out and they, you know, they, they react to what you're saying and they don't want you to, to not have the right to say it. They're just arguing it. And you, 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 look, you need to put a litmus test on yourself to grow as a comedian. And I do. I have the same fantasy that I always have, that this would get into his ears. And I can't believe that nothing I'm saying makes sense. And he just is trying to, like, Make it to where if you react, you're crazy. I don't always agree with the reaction. I know as a good comedian, you have to ignore the pulse of an audience sometimes for brilliance to happen, socially or comedically or musically or anything. But that doesn't mean it's always wrong. And he, he goes, I have all these people, you know, following me on Twitter. I don't know who they are. And then I say something, and then I think he equivalates it. I know he does to saying that would be like if you saw a sign that said guitar lessons, and then you went over there and you said, I don't want guitar lessons. And it's not like that. And you should be able to figure that out without me yelling at you. You should be able to stop what I'm saying right now if this got into his ears. That's how I always talk and go, okay, I see how that's not like that. They're arguing with something you're saying. And to say it's another thing, to say it's a joke, look, I would say almost never is it a joke. It's a social opinion. You can't always hide behind it's a joke. I bet there's not that many jokes you have where there's resistance when it's a joke about a hotel or flying or, you know, whatever. It's, it's a social, it's something social. Just because you're a comedian, you can't run up on stage. And say, it's a joke, it's a joke. And guess what? Even if it's a joke, they're allowed to, uh, but it's just, usually it's a social issue. And uh, and you say, oh, I don't know who they are. Well, you want them to hear it. Otherwise, you would just write it down on a piece of paper and put it in a box. Or say it into your phone and save all the voice memos. So you put it out there, then people react to it, and you make you try to make them look foolish. Not because of what they said. I get it. If you want to break down every time that somebody reacted to you and, and, and like I'm doing to you, it's, you know, someone said, how dare they react to you? And you went, no, they have a right to react to me. You could react that way. Ricky Gervais could go, you know, sort of go, no, people are reacting to what I'm saying. I, I do say it for a reason. And then attack the reaction. Okay, but you're not even doing that. You're just on the broad scope. Like these people, why are they even reacting? That's absurd to you. You're trying to sell that. As they're just wacky, they're just fucking out of it and crazy for reacting to what I say. You're comparing it in your mind. To, hey, let, let me tell you something. If you did see a sign that said guitar lessons and pulled over and went, but I don't fucking want guitar lessons. There is a level of seriously, I don't even want to use, I want to use the right word. There is a, might be some mental issues there. And that's how you're trying to sell people that react to the things that you say. And you can't see that? I don't, you know. 
I'm genuinely confused, not a sarcastic snarky. I don't get it. I don't, this is so clean and so clear to me with some factuality. And I don't understand. So I like when this, um, uh, who was he? Um, I think it's right here. No. Well, I think I said it. I said it. He's, oh, a deep fat fried on TikTok. I just like that he was saying it so clean and so distinct. And then, uh, and there you go. Do I have anything else? Good. What's this? Oh, I thought this was nice. I'll leave you with some positivity. Um, I thought this was said really, uh, I like this. It's positive. And he said one thing that I'm gonna that on, at the end on the other side of playing it. I'll, I'll it really, I I very much resonated with me why sometimes we don't do stuff like this. I like to go on offense sometimes with grieving. This is uh, Andy Grammer. This is Andy uh, Grammer. So I'll be like, hey, I lost my mom and I don't get to buy your stuff. Well, I'm gonna I'm mind? gonna start it over. I like to go on offense sometimes with grieving. If I see someone that's the same age as my mother in front of me in line, I'll go on offense and I'll be like, "Hey, I lost my mom and I don't get to buy your stuff. <sighs> Would you mind if I like bought your coffee?" Right? Uh. I'll just like live that way. And when you live that way, wow. crazy stuff happens. Mm, yeah. And you're just like kind of in the flow and putting your your like tokens in and the downside of it is sometimes you look stupid sometimes mm. <laughs> sometimes you're like ah it's really weird man no but when you're playing with this openness mm. i had a show in boston i went to go get breakfast near the near the place and four ladies walked in that were about the age of my mother it's always a little bit delicate because i don't know something about like when you're right next to the venue that you're playing i didn't want to come off like a big shot but i had this feeling that was you should go pay for their breakfast i'm sitting at the table I'm like you know what usually i would just do that but net just being next to, I don't know, it feels like I'm trying to, like, brag or something. Yeah, sure, mm -hmm. sure. So I let it go, and then it comes up again, like, pretty strong in me that, like, yo, you need to go do that. Finally, I just go, like, give in to it, and I walk over, and I say, listen, my mom passed away. One of the things I like to do for her is just pay for women's breakfast <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it, would mean, it would mean a lot to me. <laughs> Around her age, if you would let me take care of your breakfast this morning, the lady on the left just starts bawling, and she says, Whoa. like, I lost my son. He's about your age. Oh, my oh. God. And so we stand up. I'm just like falling with a stranger oh my gosh i dare everyone to live and play with it mm. grief doesn't have to be uh something that just hits you when you're not ready for it i tell everybody that's going through the loss of someone like what do they love do they love like bread their thing was to make bread set days and make bread and give it out go on offense to be a part of it and get this really sweet feeling of remembering them he said sometimes you look stupid and and that's what because that's a good thing to address because you will, you know, that, I mean, that there, there might be a different word we could be using, but I knew exactly what he meant. Like, you'll feel foolish. It won't. And also, if I reach out to someone, even just to say hi in line and they don't react, I don't, I'm not, and I'm sure he isn't. No, nobody that said something that beautiful is going to be like, oh, I was just trying to be nice. I'm sure he goes back to his table as quickly as he can and let them know, no, I'm done. I'm not going to, you know, but so sometimes you you shy away from doing it and and but 
when you do do it and it works and it, and it is so powerful, really stays with you all day. Like, you know it does, but then when you do it, it really, you go, wow, it really does. That's not just something you say. Like, it's very powerful when you reach out and someone's sweet and someone's nice. I like the way he said it. So there you go, everybody. Um, we'll be back in the studio with Joe. And uh, is there anything I can leave you on? You know what I'm going to leave you on? It was so positive. On uh, Chris, I wish I could pronounce people's names, M-O-W-R-E-Y. We'll leave you from the positivity of this guy right on to Mr. Rogers. And I hope you feel good. Oh my goodness, the number one storyline from last night, the number one thing trending on Twitter, Gen Z. Guess who showed up to save democracy? 70% of us who voted, voted for Democrats. There was no red wave. You know why? Because of people like me. And guess what? This generation is fucking fed up. And better yet, 50% of us can't even fucking vote yet. And we vote for Democrats. So I promise you, get excited the next four, eight, ten years. It's going to be a progressive wave because of people like us. Let's fucking go. I've been saying this. I wasn't lying to you. I wasn't. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. Not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new and I hope that you'll remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like, it's you yourself, it's you, it's you, it's you I like.